Stereo TV is that we use the same equipment as you do. In fact, a bunch of you probably have better, at least newer, <laughs> computers mm-hmm. than what we're running here in the studio. Because, you know, once you get them set up, you tend to want to work them until they die. So, we have to deal with those Windows updates. And I'm telling you, some mornings it's just crazy. So, thank you once again for hanging in there. Well, I had to adjust things this morning. So, welcome to Mario's Magic. <laughs> welcome to- <laughs> it's close enough, man. I tell you, it's that kind of day. Welcome to Morning Coffee, live AM reality talk where we come to you with the topics that are hot today. I'm here with my partner in crime, Victor Allen. Everybody, so welcome indeed. Uh, today's a crazy day and there's crazy stuff in the news. I let you, just just to let you know uh, in the news segment Vic, I'm going to be talking about Bernie Sanders uh, Puerto Rico reconstruction bill a bill that's proposing $146 billion. so I'll be talking about that I'll also be talking about Michael Flynn <laughs> What's okay. going on and the significance of Michael Flynn and the continuing saga that is the Trump presidency. So what side of the aisle is Bernie getting his money investments from? He's Indy, right? Or is he Indy, Republican Indy? Or is he just They Indy? listed him here as Indy. I had to look. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's going to be interesting. That'll be in the news segment today. Okay. So we've got a full day. We've also got the hot picks and and things going on. Well, what did we have today from you? Hey, you know, you know, for me, it's the same old song. Everybody sees it. The college football playoff is a joke when all of a sudden you penalize people for playing strong teams. So I guess the excuse for USC this year is, you know, don't go play the strongest strength of schedule competition uh, uh, versus all the top teams and get penalized because you played better teams. So the mission, everybody, is to go out and play teams like Mercer, Blinn College, Westerly College, uh, Davis. Westerly. Uh, play those teams. <laughs> go, get those, uh, skip those rocks across the water and do your new sports that way. That's just the top of it. And then, of course, there's the... Um, <laughs> West LA. <laughs> hey man, hey man, look, I, I look. I'm just saying, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to see if USC was going to be there. I was just going, don't be giving me that weak excuse. So what you really just said is go play all these soft teams. Also, 
You know, when Tom Brady gets mad, it's a thumbs up. When other players get mad, it's an issue. Gronk ain't that, uh, you know, friendly. Cheap shots, Gronkowski. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that. No. Yeah, all right. So, I, hey, no problem. I'm not mad. I'd like to see it more, to tell you the truth. And then also on high picks, this is a recognition and honors day for me because it's the young, up-and-coming, talented, trailblazing individuals from HBCUs as well as other institutions heading to China. And then we're going to look at their portfolio to make you sit back and take a pause for the cause. So that's my hot picks, Mike. Telling you guys, it's crazy. Thank you once again for the 4,300, over 4,300 members that we're now experiencing at PacStereo.tv. Thank you so much for joining and becoming a part of our community as we're becoming increasingly recognized. So things are happening, guys. It's winter. It's the winter's okay, okay, and I was looking yesterday, Sunday, I typically on Sundays I go and make the schedule up without writing out my stuff for the week. And that's why I started asking Dick and everybody for things they're gonna do. I started laying out stuff on the website. And I laid out the remainder of the season because really the season ends on the the Friday the twenty second. We're gonna do a broadcast on Friday the twenty second. But essentially, the season ends. That means there's like two more shows. There's two more morning coffees after this. Right. Okay? There's right. two more. So I just wanted everybody to know. It's about the end. That winter hiatus. Right. have that hiatus. Right. Hiatus. Makes me think it's Shelly. Anyway. Yeah. 12-23-17 uh, to 1-15-18. That's the winter hiatus. And our winter season programming begins here on January 15th. So we got some time off, then we return on January 15th. So I'm just reminding everybody because we're winding down and we're getting closer. Plus, you got shopping to do. I need to add my countdown thing to how many shopping days to uh, Christmas. Well, why don't you just go back and do what you used to do? Give people rocks for, you know, presents. Something like that. Then you used to buy pet rocks. That, that, it was a wonderful gift. That's right. Maybe now we can make them ourselves. Hey, look, where's the rocks at now? In my garden. <laughs> I got them. All right. All right, man. All right, Tuesday night, you guys, the quiet storm will be here. Theme for this week is it's cold outside, music to warm you from the inside out. Be there Tuesday night in the quiet storm. You know, so mellow, sexy, cuddly music for you. Music for the Mature Mind. The Unscripting Marl Hemsley Show continues. That'll be Wednesday. You never know what time Wednesday. Sometime Wednesday afternoon. That is the thrill of it. We go live. That's the new show featuring biographer Emil Bonte as he interviews me for his book. Now, funny, it's really, we had a, a, an episode last time where we focused on creativity and our creative history. And that was kind of uh, kind of interesting because uh, we got a chance to talk about the process of writing songs, doing songs. And so uh, if you want to go take a look at the latest, it's already up there. Unscripting Mario Hemsley, hosted by Emel Bonte. It's up there. You can take a look. Coming this Friday, we have the full Friday night agenda. Mario's Magic Mixtape at 8 o'clock with the pre-show at 7. And for the Magic Mixtape, the theme is Music Classics. For a jazzy holiday season. What I've gone and done is 
Got a playlist of the hot jazz holiday songs. And we'll be enjoying them on Friday for the Magic Mixtape, which is followed by the award-winning Iron Victor featuring Michael Towns. Vic, you got any ideas what's up for the... Well, you don't get too much information. You just have to kind of co-tell it from the last the last episode, which uh, Miko brought in, Miss Shirley. And uh, it was one of those uh, transitional periods where we were off for a little bit. So you, we're not going to tell you too much until you tune in the day of or right beforehand. And uh, we'll, we'll sprinkle you with some madness for the last three weeks of this year for I, Victor, until we go into 2018. So, you know, it's always role play and a little surprise here and there. You never know, man. Everybody's, I guess, now settled into their periods where they're now back in the rotation. Everybody's not taking their breaks and everything. So hopefully we can end this year with a bang. And the key part was end this year. <laughs> yeah. Bad bang. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But we were into the year, even though the, the next year, twenty, you know, we've got stuff we're working on for 2018. Yeah. And we're continuing to expand, just like our associates. For those of you who didn't notice, the pre-show now is Mac McAllister's one-hour show, now in video format. As Mac, our 70, I was supposed to only remember, but I guess Mac is what? Mm. 70, Mac, I'm having a senior move. 77, I think. I 74. Was, I thought he was 58. No, whatever, Mac, I'm sorry. Anyway, it's, he's he does that pre-show, and it's now in a full animated right. video format, the full show. So it's right. a wonderful, now it's not just a treat for your ears, it's a treat for your eyes also. Gotcha. So tune in for Mac. All right, you guys, i got to give my review. Well, listen to the Chris Rock comedy show. We forgot one other thing. What? There's a special VIP event this coming Saturday oh, for streaming, streaming only. You okay. guys haven't seen the information. I don't know. If it was, oh no, it's it's, it's on. We just. The oh no, 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 no. This part of this is is because it's not your normal event. This is not one of those where the general public is invited to. This is not one of those where you sit back and say, "Hey, let me just crash this joint." A special sizzle and boom event. Get ready. You're going to see more information coming up. It's going to happen this Saturday. Look for the pre-show to start somewhere around 7 p.m. We're just doing a teaser for you right now, you guys. But it's on, and I'm not going to tell you any other particulars because it is a unique special event with some of um, Hollywood's uniquest individuals, so to speak. And then following that, get ready because it looks like we might have Somebody called B-Dot coming to the stereo on the 16th of December. I'll fill you in more on that information. We're trying to take this out with a bang this year. More projects, you know what I'm saying? Stuff coming up last minute. As it does so often before the holidays. Because people start to figure out what they want to do. I must admit, we're still figuring out what we want to do, too. So, a bunch of events. I got uh, Marsha Ambrosius, the chief of the barge, coming up, too. So that's not too far off. Yeah. So I'll be reporting. Anyway, so I went to see Chris Rock Total Blackout Tour at the Dolby uh, Theater here in Los Angeles in Hollywood. And man, it, it was unique because this was a no cell phone event. And it went, it went, when you got there, what they did is they had Yonder in place. And Yonder is this service we talked about before. Right. Uh, 
that is now being used more and more to make phone-free events. So I at first I didn't like the idea, and I was like, well, first of all, I think you should tell all of us that it's this before we buy our tickets. <laughs> oh, really? They didn't <laughs> yeah. tell you that, right? No, no, no. I had already bought I bought my tickets way back like in July or something. Right. And so here I get an email saying, oh, there's these all these new things you got to do. Right. Now, I'm a Chris Rock fan, though. So, you know, being a fan, you give in to some of the whims of the... And then as I watch some of the videos, I at least can understand why some of them liked it. They were, people... I can see why when you're performing, it might irritate you during that. And so they wanted phone-friendly, phone-free events now. So, like I said, at first I was kind of anti. However... The experience wasn't bad. What they basically do is when you go in, they still threaten you that they're going to eject you. And wow. they catch you with the phone. Wow. They're going to eject you. If they catch you, anybody seen with the phone, with you're ejected. Right. No, I understand okay. that. So then what they do is they give you a little pouch, right? And then they, you pass by this device, and the device seals the pouch. It's like a special magnet that they can unlock. Or, right. So now you have your phone, but it's in a pouch. Right. And you, I put my watch in there, my Apple Watch. Right. And they can, then when you want, if you want to get on your phone, you have to come out to the lobby, unlock the pouch. Which is, they do it real quick. You just put it over this little thing. It goes unlock. What about emergencies? You have to run out to the lobby. So you can keep your phone on? Yeah, you can keep your phone you on. You just have to get up and leave. You have to, if you need to look at it because you can't see through the pouch. Right. And if you engage your phone, they can actually go, what are you doing? Well, you can't engage the phone because you can't see anything. No, no. If you're checking the phone and you get an emergency, the phone lights up if you open the pouch, right? You can't open the pouch. So that means you can't do anything with, if an emergency. If the, if the phone rings, right. you have no idea yet to that's, go to the lobby. That's what I'm saying. Unlock the phone. Got it. Right. Yeah. So that's the way they have it. So, And that was, you know, so it was interesting. So for one, it wasn't any problem with the entry. The entry was slow just because the entry was slow. <laughs> it <laughs> right. had nothing to do with yonder. To me. It had to do with they were just moving slow with entry. Typical hold you oh, up. Oh, man, all I, of this. Can't, they of can't, all, so, can't solve it, can't. That bitch, You know, the traffic getting to Hollywood was ridiculous. Right. Ridiculous. Then once you get to Hollywood, get to the place, inside their drink lines were ridiculous. Now, I had a package, this whatever is supposed to be premier package. So it included two drink tickets per person right. and a box of goodies that came in the afternoon before the show. Right. The box of goodies, and I left, I should have brought it out here. The box of goodies included a backpack, a hat, a placard, and a water bottle for the total blackout tour. The Got back, it. the backpack is pretty good quality. The hat is. I should have brought. Sorry. Okay. I left it now. That's okay. Uh, and so you got all that as part of the package, but you still had to go through this whole process. Right. So now, what what is my issue at the end of it? Well, I was irritated with the idea of someone taking control of my phone, but it ended up being a different experience. For one, I was with somebody who always is on their phone nonstop. Right. Oh, okay. I know where you're going. And it was so good to have them not have their phone. Right. In other words, 
my friend who I was with, who I love dearly. Right. She's a good old, she's a good, she's no friend. You know, here we go. I love her dearly. Here you know what I'm go. saying? I love her. Right, 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 right. Okay, but she could not have her phone. And that was wonderful that she didn't have her phone. That was wonderful. That sounds personal to me, man. Yeah, and then, then, and then the other thing is she didn't seem to miss it. And so you didn't have a bunch of people sticking their stuff up. So in a bunch of ways, I had to admit, I didn't expect to, but I ended up, damn it, I sort of liked it. I sort of liked it to force people to get away from certain things. And I could see where certain kind of things, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Uh, not so much that I care about the privacy issues. Right. What I care about is the obnoxious people issue. Well, you know they have people that sit there and say, I want to get rid of people who go out and eat. And when they're at the tables, they're on their phones and they're doing this and they're not paying attention and everything. We need to have something where we get some pouches. Well, you have a, so, I raised the question that he, the part that I've, and I raised it and you get different answers from different people. I said, yeah. if you're in a car with five people right. listening to the music and someone's phone rings, Absolutely. are we all supposed to turn down the music and wait for you to have no. your phone call. No, 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 no. And I, but here's and I and, and I and I here's what. But here's one things I definitely notice: you almost never hear people go, "I'm in a car full of people." Call you later. Right. They want to keep talking. For some reason, you never hear them say that. Right. And I always go like, "What was critical about that phone call that you really couldn't miss?" Right. The point is, most of them, you can miss right. and should miss. Well, I think the I think the driver runs the game who's ever driving controls the rules and it's an individual rule i think it's per person because i believe that there are people who conduct business and they said that their phone is and so a lot of times it's just like here if we sit here and going in another tangent here if we're going we want our events to get as much exposure we actually want the phones because yeah. they transfer well, that, well, that's, a, that's a different thing appropriate environment right but, but I mean, a person who's in business, right? Right. Who's driving around in a car of five They're people, going to be talking a lot. They should have their own solution to that, That's right. right? I agree. In other words, what I can tell you I what agree. everybody else knows, I know doctors who are responsible for lives. Right. They don't have to talk on the phone. That's right. Like the other people, it's mostly a choice. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, I said. I, I'm around professionals all the time. It's a big distinction. It's just that they feel that they want to do their business. Right. Well, everybody else waits. Right. You just you just got people who there's a group you know who this group is who loves for you to hear their conversations. They want you. Well, to that's hear Well, that's the part I did. That's miss. totally different. See, that's man. the part. Well, other words, <laughs> they like, want you to hear it. I didn't mind so much people shooting video at the concerts. Right. But I really would get irritated with people with phone calls and talking and all right. that. Right. So I'm glad they couldn't do that. Right. Because you can say etiquette, but. You can say etiquette. So I don't know. So Mario's resp- opinion is that even though you may hate the yonder service, mm-hmm. I hate the idea of the yonder service. I still, but I have to admit, I actually ended up enjoying it, and it was not a pain in the ass. <laughs> because and whatever, is, what does is that say? Because let me tell you why it's not. First of all, let me give you the reason. Let me talk to my people back here too, so you can understand why he's not. First of all, he ain't in his twenties anymore. All right, he ain't eighteen, nineteen. He ain't that. So 
all the reasons in the world. So I'm talking to my people back here. So you guys understand, I'm literally talking to my social media flow here. If Mario was, and we would roll back and give him these phones when we were oh like 18, 19, 20, 22, 23, they'll be looking up going like, what? You'll be sitting back going, what? Oh, you crazy. Totally different. You're just over, you're on the other side of the pyramid. Right, well, it's just I, it. I want you to add the phone is how you use it. Okay, imagine this. Okay, because we're old school. Imagine you're you're having a discussion with your your father mm-hmm. about the work he wants you to get done that day, right. and your phone rings. Right now, by our standards, right here are the choices. You you're sitting standing there in front of your dad. You are let's say 14 years of age. And you're having a discussion right. about what you're going to be doing. It's a Saturday mm-hmm. at like 9.30 in the morning. Right. Now, by old school standards, <laughs> what you, you know damn well, you better not answer that phone. That's, right? that's, you know, that's different. You know damn well, right? He skipped over the age. Because I'm He went saying, to 14. No, I said no, because 20. I can give you another instance, okay, by oh. age, okay? You can say, so you laying up with your old lady, right? You laying up with your old lady. And you tie y'all went to the Chris Rock concert. Right. Now you chilled out. Right. All getting all cozy out of the bed. You start to kiss her on the neck. Then the phone rings. Okay. Okay. See, he's taking it. Okay. And the phone rings. No, no. You can both see that it's CC calling. Right. And CC is her buddy. Right. And you thinking, there's nothing CC has to say to you. Right. At 11.50 on Saturday night. Right. Now, Wiles, what is your opinion if your old lady answers that phone? <laughs> See, he's, you're getting a DEF CON. You're getting a I can give you the female, but you want to hear a male version because they, they talk about men, too. No, no, I got Looking it. at their phone during dinner. Look, hey, look, everybody knows that the one thing that sets you apart is when you're paying attention to folks who have what they call phone culture. And when you're around them, you get a sense of who they are. And then you get a sense of how they change. So you already are suspicious, especially if it's a personal and it's an intimate or somebody you're seeing. But I'm pretending like Mario's back in the day when he's giving all those parties. And there's four, four deep in the car. They're four deep. Mario's sitting up there four, five deep. And all of a sudden, it's a party. And they're all talking to people. Go, oh, we're going to Mario's party. Bam, bam, bam. And I can see Mario go like this. Stop. Okay, I'm driving. I don't want you guys to tell anybody about the party while I'm driving. Mario's gonna be going like this, smiling, going, "Yeah, tell him, baby, tell him, tell him." It's a, it's all depends. It is. Uh, it's all depends, I, man. Right, I agree, and that's the part that's to be the fun. Hey, I remember being in the car playing music and the girl going, "I can't hear you." And I said, "Well, speak up." <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I'll speak up. Right. Music is... But I wasn't turning down my man. music. So I was being I mean, an asshole. And I'm telling I you... Like, I was like, it wasn't even it that is. loud. I was like, it ain't even that loud. Most people... The conversations in the car are nowhere <laughs> compared to how, say, how loud music is and the type of music. That's always dominated people. But some people get you in the car and they just want you to go, you about to hear my sound system. And they then they play their music because they want you to hear it. You know, they say, sounds good, don't it? And then they start talking to you, and you can barely hear them. Why? Because you're going, you're you the passenger. <laughs> I run this bitch, right? <laughs> so I'm just saying, phones are not the beginning. Music has been always, and people tolerate it and found a way around it. Phones are just a different thing. Well, it depends. I guess, well, 
<laughs> and the, the immediate issue was whether or not you would, how you feel about someone taking your phone. Well, actually, don't take your phone. That's the other thing. Since they give you the pouch, wow. they just have you put the phone in the pouch, right? For, then they lock it. Right. They hand you the pouch. So right. the phone is always, so that's part of the whole No, I got you. Thing. They still the want you to have psyche. control. Yeah, the only thing the they're saying. Semblance of control. Right, it's a semblance, and they say, look, if something happens, it'll only take you about 30 seconds to address it. If you walk fast, don't interrupt people. Right, and all you can run things. right out to the lobby. They're right, right there before you get to the lobby. All you do is right. go stick a little thing in it unlock. Right. It's you all, can pull your phone out. It's all, it all depends. You can call them back in a couple of minutes, and yeah. you actually have to talk. Yeah. Or, you know, you can run outside and instead of it, see that it was not your babysitter. Right. It was CC. <laughs> <C-C-C>. Right, right. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> All right, here's the latest Hot Picks slideshow animation. By Hot Picks, I mean that it represents the accumulated photos since the recent session. We gather a lot of photos here at Backstage TV, and I get the distinct pleasure to assort those into a slideshow animation. Most of them featuring the exquisite work of my partner right here, Victor Allen. But when you see Victor in the pictures, it's usually being shot by Miko or myself. Doing a grand, grand job, man. Grand job. Take a look and a listen. And we'll be right back.
Well, that's part one of our show. We divide it into four specific segments. First one being our welcome and monologue. And now coming up, part two, which is schmoozing, <laughs> good news, bad news, and the other shit, and marijuana for dummies. So are you ready for some news? Hmm. I hear the crickets. Cricket, cricket. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. The special time. Happy time, like the time this morning in the shower. It's time for the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good news, bad news, and the other shit. You know, let me remind you, as I often uh, have to remind myself, it's never as bad as it seems. But the other part to that is that it's never as good <laughs> as it seems either. <laughs> so they're both very relevant. You need to keep that clear. You know, so when it seems wonderful, it's usually not totally wonderful. And when it seems terrible, it's usually not totally terrible. So it's with that in mind that I... I look at this news this morning because in the space of the one discussion, I'll probably take you from thinking it's wonderful to questioning. Because Senator Bernie Sanders, who's listed here as an independent from Vermont, introduced a bill Tuesday to rebuild and modernize the whole infrastructure of Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's worth $146 billion. And I quote, the Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands Equitable Rebuild Act of 2017 would transform the U.S. territory's energy, housing, education, agriculture, transportation, and health care systems, addressing problems that have bedeviled the islands since long before two massive hurricanes. Well, this is according to the Huffington Post. Now, according to the Post, too, and there's, I got a few other articles to back it up. The bill, $62 billion to the government of Puerto Rico, Vic, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. $27 billion for infrastructure and $51 billion. And the whole thing is that they were going to modernize it. Like, this. why go back to a grid, for example, that's the same storms? Why not do something different, become sustainable, energy efficient? And that's what they're looking at doing. According to the plan, it would involve modernizing to a large extent right. the Puerto Rican infrastructure. So let me it available to use some of this. Now the problem with and so that looks good, right? And by the way, there's been some bills before this, right? But they were way less money. Notice the total one forty six billion. What do you think? You want my real opinion or you want me to fake it? Yeah, with the real opinion. Want the real? Okay. Okay. I don't blame Bernie for doing what he's doing. But you and I know that there's about a snowball's chance in hell that that goes through, right? He thinks, he thinks, there's the wisdom of my friend, right? Because they already blocked a bill that was only $36.5 billion. That was in October. Right. That that would set aside five billion in loans, right? 
<laughs> I mean, hey, look. So it doesn't look like the bill has a strong future. Hmm. You know, but, you know, it's, well, it's just bad. It's just bad. So we get to see. We get to see. We get to see what happens. Like I, I, it was. I was. I was very happy to see that he was introducing it. Right. And then when I was looking at the surrounding situation, yeah, I came to sort of the same conclusion that you did. They're not going to pass that. No, no. But but it looks good on his resume to say, look, I proposed this, right? And when you're proposing it, I always say, well, what's the chances are, and who's all behind it? And like I said, that's what I asked you. I said, is he Andy? I mean, because the only money I see getting pushed through, and I'm you know, i not a political aficionado, that is either on the Republican side or the Democrat side. When was the last bill that went through that was from an Indy? Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Well, you have to have some co-authors like Mitch McConnell. Oh, jeez. That's G-E-E-Z for all of you guys who think so I might be saying good. Jesus. Okay, I'm not saying. So, and there are people writing really good things about the bill. It, yeah. And because of the fact that it would really be efficient, right. attempt to you know do things a new way. Who's he going to pitch it to? <laughs> See, I'm only, I'm only saying with, is this not, isn't this, you know, Mar, you know this is timing. You say, when is the best time to propose something? You got some Democratic co-sponsor. This one is Christian, Christian Gillibrand from New York, Democrat of New York, one of the bill's co-sponsors. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, look, hey, so look. Big said, don't even think about it. No, no. What I'm saying. Okay, so so here we're reporting that. We are very happy that Bernie Sanders is proposing this massive Puerto Rico and Virgin Islands reconstruction bill. And then Vic, like, totally brings us back to earth saying that he doesn't think it's going to work. Yeah. I, okay, let yeah, me take some. Okay. <laughs> All right, how about this, Vic? Bodine, I don't know this place. Bodine, Bodoin, Bo, I think it's Bo, B-O-W-D-O-I-N. Okay. College yeah. is inviting a limited number. They won't say what number. A <laughs> limited number of stu- students to enroll in spring semester from Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. And they're going to cover their tuition, room and board, books, winter clothing costs, and transportation to the campus. Very good. No. That's that I wonderful. Can, I saw, I, I, hey, hey, all day. That one. I got it. Hey, man. Come on. At least no matter what it hey. is. I'm just saying, if you think you're something, even one would be good, right? You don't want Right. They're going to be invited. They don't want to be held down. They're going to see how it goes. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But at least they have the right attitude. They're going to try and see what they can handle. And giving some students to come over from the Virgin Islands to Puerto Rico. All right. I mean, yeah, these are the things that thought were most interesting. Now, the, the the other article that came out was that the U.S. Army has been awarded a contract to support the critically needed temporary electricity. It's an $860 million deal announced last week by the Department of Defense. 
came after Puerto Rico Governor Ricardo Rossello asked Congress for $94 billion, and after that they gave him $860 billion. <laughs> Okay, that's like, so, give me, so he asked for $94 billion, and but, they gave him less than $1 billion. Is that, a, isn't that, but they always say you shoot high. Sixty percent of the island still does not have electricity. Over two months. Over two months. All right, you, I'm gonna let okay, you. Well, I'm gonna let you go so with I'll that. let you know. Yeah. Contracts are going out. Some folks are going to get paid. Let's see where they actually get some electricity. Yeah, it, it, Mario, I, I, I'm saying this: that, that there are people, there are people. <laughs> I'm only saying this. You ever heard of, you know, when people go like, you know, hey, this is my block. I run this. This is my community. This is my county. This is my and then emergency comes and then you don't have all those resources. And now you need to sit, take a step back and go, oh, yeah, yeah let me see if I can back up. Uh, I didn't prepare for this because I want autonomy. I want to run it our way. I want it my way. I don't know what the answer is, man. I, I don't know if these provinces are going, I'm not saying dictatorial. I'm just saying you covet, you know, they say you'd rather own a little bit totally outright than to subordinate yourself to someplace that makes you look like you own very little. They're not preparing for emergencies. So at this time, is it is karma a bitch? Karma is a bitch. All right, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. And I'm off All right. Well, like we said, good news, bad news, and other shit, we're going to keep you updated throughout the holidays. In other words, I'm committed to that, you guys. We're, I'm not. I'm going to try to not make it every week a total bummer. It is a bummer. But it is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. But within the good news and bad news, I'm going to make sure that we stay updated about what's happening. I'm going to go look at Texas and Florida, too. It's just a matter of time. I get worn out and burnt out after I look at Puerto Rico on the first. And then I'm like, I'm not an investigative reporter. Right. But I plan to go look at Texas and Florida just to give you guys the update. Just go look, because there's stuff out there. And let's see what's what's how it's going out there for the other people involved right. in the recovery. Right. Okay. Well, it looks like the, one of the other systems is coming back on board, Vic, so... We may get we may get to go live to Facebook sometime during the show. Oh, good! It's Whoopi Kaye. Yeah, or what they just say: go to your alternative, your Plan B. I told them come to PacStereo.tv if you go to the twenty four seven broadcast. Right. You know, it's all there for you to see. You get involved and get in the chat room. Right. Okay. So Michael Flynn, no need to re-report. Michael Flynn, you know. Um, this is very high up. Pleaded guilty. Already pleading guilty to a fairly minor offense. We'll talk about the strategies and all this. But supposedly, and it's been reported now on various agencies, this was from ABC News, say that he's already promised full cooperation. Okay, and that he's prepared to indicate that Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. That's going to be the bombshell. Yeah. Flynn's going to say, like, whoop, like, we knew that, we knew. It's only shot for some stupid Republicans 
other ones here lying with their head in the sand, and I say in the sand being kind, because we know their head is really up their ass. Wow. Okay. Wow. So we had to go there, huh? Yeah, we had to go there. So, so this should really shock nobody. No, now you go out to get your proof. Okay, and they're gonna, and they're, and they're still mad. It's not coming out the way they want to. No, it's coming out the way you do this because right now people are squirming. Trump knows what Flynn knows, and so does Kushner because Kushner was at the meetings. This is where I told you where Pence was involved. A bunch of people's ass go down because of this. Because this actually has the potential to get also the White House spokespokes for like Priebus. Right. Okay. Right. Different people. There's, there's a whole chain of people, Vic, who knew about these meetings with the Russians. That's treason. So they're all going to go down. And pre- Trump is prepared to make this deal. Now, you got to understand the whole point of making deals is to get people higher up. Now, who's higher up than Michael Flynn? Maybe nobody. I got a the question. president. I got a question. The question is Jared Kushner, and that's who's going next. Okay. It's easy to pick that circle. I mean, that's a by default. There's, there's no one around that's basically going, oh, yeah, we... Must be some secret individual we haven't seen. I think the question you have to ask is: Is uh, Bannon clear and free? Oh no, because he, that's when they that, did when they were part of the that, cabinet. That's why when I'm you do going outside the circle, now you're subject to a different level of law. Remember, I told you, right? I, right. I'm, I'm just asking that a question. That was a wonderful point. Yeah. I predicted twelve to eighteen indictments. Right. So now, when you start thinking, you're exactly right. When you start thinking, mm-hmm. and you start making up your list of people mm-hmm. who knew about the meetings, mm-hmm. either directly or indirectly, mm-hmm. all you have to do is be aware of your boss's emails or other communications. You didn't have to be in the meeting. You know what? Conspiracy is the charge. You don't have to actually have to do anything. It just shows whether that you're conspiring. Right. Conspiring to the crime right. is the crime. What I what I found out in learning about, you know, what's happening. Sometimes you engage in a fight. You're so busy fighting against the other side that that's the only thing you have tunnel vision. It's the Democrats. And just so you guys know, I don't give the Democrats a clear free slate at all. So just oh, just, no. just letting you know, I don't, I don't roll oh, with the no. blind that it's either or. Yeah. It's the idea that they were fighting so much against them having to sit back and deal with focusing on we won, you guys lost, accept it, spending, spending so much time. But everybody knows. Do you know how many people were in that office got to walk into the White House and say, I'm around this table? Of the ten most powerful men and women, and now do, you do, be you women to jail, do, do you act women? Do you act? No more. I'm serious. That's like going from a community oh, yeah. church, and you're just part of the the the, the committee, totally. and then you're in a room. We have the ultimate power. Totally. Do you do you tend to get impacted by that? Yes, and, and that's, that's what's so mm-hmm. shocking, Vic, because we could all be subject to that to a degree. Yep. But it's when you realize later on. That just being there on record mm-hmm. to hear someone speak stupidly right. makes you liable for as a criminal offense. Now you come off as a quote-unquote conspirator. Right. 
So, and you may feel like I didn't do anything. You were at the meeting. You didn't report anything. Right. Now you're guilty. So at least you're going, well, I don't want to go to jail. So those are the people who flip, right? Those are specifically the ones who flip. Oh, easy me. Because they go like, I didn't want to do anything. I was just in the meeting. They started talking crazy in front of me. Right. I'll testify. Okay. Because they don't really need to send them to jail. No warrant want to. Right. But people are going to flip. Mm, Jared Kushner... The people who were involved indirectly with the discussion of the back channel, even the fact that mm-hmm. if some of these things, Sessions is going to be on record as knowing about right. and, and advising not to do. This is what's going to be funny. Sessions is going to be on record as advising them to not do things. Right. But the fact that he knew about it right. makes him a conspirator. Let me, let me say this, and nobody's bringing this up because they can't prove it. Out of that whole group, and I'll just talk about the Trump group and its affiliates, associates, its leadership is more. Somebody said, and, and if anybody knows this, it says, let me get to them first so I can save my ass. It's made to look like, oh, they went after and they had to twist somebody's arm. I said, sometimes they play the illusion oh, that way. Can. Somebody did like this. I'm racing to get cover my ass first. We have to make it look like. I push back as hard as possible. But in the early days, I was already saying this because when Flynn said, I got a story to tell that lets you know that even way before then he was already calculating. Right. I need to save my ass and who runs first gets the best deal. So the part that I'm looking at is somebody on that side was hit in his circle. One or two individuals said, I need to cover my ass. Well, that's what people are saying. They're saying it's not new. They just no. have been in, in discussion. Right. For a while, and I, so I, and I and I totally I totally agree with you. The other thing that I wanted to point out: notice how this surprised everybody. Mm-hmm. Flynn's announcement: the president first saw it mm-hmm. on TV. They were talking about mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about. The what kind of a tight ship they've been running over there? You're not hearing any leaks really from Mueller and them. Nothing, nothing, no leaks, nothing. Just Boom, payow, slap in the face. Now, so watch so watch what's going to happen because next is Jared Kushner. The right. people who were involved who knew about the back channel attempts right. are a nice long list. You already said. Even Session advising against doing some things or being whatever. He met, they met with the Russians. All that's going to come up. And now they're going to have to deal. Right. Donald Trump, and again, <clears throat> facing off with Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Right. <sighs> you can't make this shit up. I have, you know, the, the question is, when does it officially count as hitting the fan? I had predicted everything would start for 120 days. And I had made that prediction on 522. It actually started about more like 150 days, and I'm counting that starting point as being with the announced arrest. Right. Well, indictment, not arrest. Now, announced indictment of Paul Manafort, and the, you know this was after the raid at his house. Oh yeah, it was. Too so easy. I, so too I'm, easy. that's what I was calling it as an official jump off thing, right? You know, but either all of these occurrences support the fact that it's really jumped off. It it, it has jumped off. Flynn is the big deal now. You know, there's only people above him or to the sides. Right. There's only certain people. Period. To the left, to the right. 
Right. You can debate whether Kushner's above him or whatever. But you know they knew about those meetings. So you got Kushner, the other Trump son, right. Sessions, Priebus, even your, your Sean Spicer even. Mm-hmm. becomes potentially uh, affected by this. I, I sit there and just just go like like this. You're taught this. He says, you really hunker down when they're attacking. You hunker down even more. Even common sense says no. And I say the only people who really can afford that, who have something to leverage and got the power of resources and influence, they can back down as much as they possibly can. Because they, in the end... And let me just say this. Have we ever had a president serve time in jail? No. Okay. The odds on that happening, and if you're Donald Trump or anyone like him, goes, so the worst I get out of this is that I just... Well, if he... The worst, I'm saying. He doesn't have to worry about the the Flynn situations as much right now because nobody's saying he will serve time in jail. The point that I... Well, I I said that he would be tried. See, here's the point I'm making. Normally, the part of the reason why you don't go to jail is because you resign. Right. And, and in, return, in return for resignation, they right. don't pursue it. Right. Trump, I predicted that Trump would fight it. Okay. All the way to the end. Like Nixon? No, Nixon didn't fight it. Well, Nixon resigned. Well, no, no. When in I fact, mean, Nixon resigned fairly quickly. Right. No, what I'm saying is, is I'm not saying that he, when I say fight, I, I'm kind of going towards something else where he says, well, the worst can happen to me is this. I'm talking about that type. No, I'm talking about legally fight, go right. to court, no, say no. 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 Trump's going to do all that no. just like he's doing now. Right. He's going to fight. He's going to fight. He's going to take the whole argument about right. what you could do with right. the president right. and test that all the way to the Supreme Court. Right. I predict that. Remember, okay, everybody. Yeah. He's hunkering down. Everybody, remember, I'm the, one of the first that it was going to have to go to the Supreme Court. Because he was going to fight it all the, the way. way through. And the okay, worst. And, that, and because of that, right. for that reason, How there would be we? enough people out there wanting him to pay that he would be tried for treason right. after removal from right. office. Right. Because he would have so many bad markers so out there. So, what's the worst that can happen to him if he takes that far? Will he serve time in jail? I don't know. See, my, he may be the first. And I'm saying, the reason why I'm saying that. He has that, the best chance of anyone in history. Right. Which also goes because to the of point. Because what I say he's done. Right. See, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to where you're going. If, he, if it comes out like I think it's going right. to come out about everything he's done. Right. Yes, he will be. I predicted that he will be tried for treason. That after I got. removed from office. And that he will be, go, that he will do jail time. That's the part I'm going. And I already after. said for sure Kushner's going to do jail time. Well, yeah, he's 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 in another year. Because a bunch year, of the underlings. Oh yeah, the, that's easy. They're all going to do jail but, time, like Manafort. But see, the part that I'm getting to is the face of how America looks at the end of the day. It's kind of like when they sit there and say, you know, on a larger scale, this really looks bad for us. And I truly believe in that stuff where oh, they yeah. go, you know what? Yeah, proving the point that it's this. But what it does is sets us back on the global scale of how we look. We can't afford to have him in jail. No, no. See, I think under normal circumstances, that's it. But I think what's going to happen is that the U.S. is going to end up for the first time making an example of a president. And they're going to specifically do it for a worldwide audience. Mm-hmm. What I, and I, this is my other prediction. My prediction is on the day that he becomes impeached, 
that you see worldwide demonstrations. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's of, easy. So, so all of the stuff that you're going to see has to do with the worldwide audience who's going to look closely right. to see how America handles an incompetent, evil president who breaks and, the law. And, and I'm predicting that because it is already being defined as such, right. that you're going to get something different than the usual outcome. And, I'm, and, and let me correct myself. There's jail for other people, and there's rest homes for other people. So well, jail be, for him right. is not going to be the same. Even if you have him in that whatever, because right. he's yeah. dead. I'm, even have him in any form of custody will be historical right. precedent. Yeah, absolutely. But Vic, remember, my point was this, ne- I'm with you, it never would have happened except you're going to have someone who's going to be so arrogant as mm-hmm. to fight it right. in the stupidest way. Right. He's going to do every stupid thing yeah. that makes him have to go to jail. Because the odds are they're going to say this. If somebody be trying not sent, to send him to jail. Right. There's someone sitting up here saying this. Here's the worst case scenario. Jail. If this happens. If you're incarcerated, it won't be like jail for other people. Right. It'll be like an island getaway. And if I'm sitting there thinking like you, I'm going, right. so the worst can happen is this. And they'll come right. out it's and still he'll jail. Hey, still jail, right? Still jail. Yeah. Uh, pardons. Hmm. One of the things that Mueller has done so creatively that I'm going to remind you of is that they've already coordinated mm-hmm. with a bunch of the attorney generals around the country. Right. For example, the state of New York is right. going to indict these right. same folks. Those are not pardonable, pardonable. by the president. Right. Nope. So they're making sure that they have charges, coordinated charges right. on the state level and a federal level. This is unprecedented. I know. Wait it's a unprecedented. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So to make sure that the president can't pardon wait, he can pardon him, but he can't pardon him in the state of New York. He has his friend. He has more in Alabama. He says, look, I'm going to endorse you now, man. He has his friend now. And he has his attorney who said, he didn't send that tweet. I sent that tweet. He said, this is that part where they're going. That's, oh, that's, oh, that was so that, that To me, I told they you. They lied for money. They, they had to sit there and go like this. Do you know you just set your own self up? One of us has to take the sword. What's the worst can happen? I sent the tweet. I've always said that he wasn't typing the tweets. <laughs> to me, no, not at all. But, so the grammar was too good. Yes, that's why I said this is one of those where I for, we forgot about that. Didn't you? you did say that, right? Yeah. Okay, I sent the tweet. <laughs> I love it, man. I sent it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the good news, the bad news, and the other shit. Clear, clear, Flynn is flipping it for us. He's making it flippy dipty. He, he's in a good place. <laughs> he's in a good place. He's making it flippy dipty. Hey man, we'll be right back. Get us some sports. No marijuana for dummies? Oh, that too. Just wanna be guiltless if you could. 
Creative Commons movement. That's the movement where artists are bringing music up to you for free. You're allowed to own it, have it legally share with your friends, and they retain their right for any commercial use. We're a big supporter of this movement. And you can find more information about it at our website at Paxdale TV. And go and get that song. Now, you ready to talk about some weed? Uh, that all depends, man. I love cannabis. What can I say? Help me get me through medical school. I'm telling you, you gotta have it. Gotta helps you to just dealing with the stresses. So that's what I love about this show. When I was first trying to think about what to do, it's my partner in crime, Victor Allen, over there, who told me, you know, it's in this empowerment. You know, it comes with these kids. Empowerment. I said, yeah, because you know, I use it legitimately. Medical marijuana to deal with my spinal stenosis and both shoulders that had to be repaired and all this mess. So it, it makes a lot of things better, easier to deal with. We talk about the ways to deal with stress. Now looking at post-traumatic stress disorder, which seems as like a natural for marijuana to work. So we get to see all those things. and what, But the big thing, that everybody's talking about is that on January 1st, recreational marijuana hits here in California. Give it, <clears throat> give it up. There you go. Recreational marijuana. January 1st. Oh! <laughs> recreational marijuana. Now... I went looking for some articles about how things are going in preparation. Because I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting. I'm not trusting. I don't trust them. They're going to mess it up and make it inconvenient somehow. You know they are. You know they are. And so I haven't seen the right kind of signs. Like if I had seen signs that grand opening, recreational marijuana, boom. That means they have everything locked down, it's all coming in order, or they got stock in, blah, blah, blah. So you have to see any shit like that. No one's saying, hey, grand opening, or we're ready, or come to Jack's Marijuana Store, 
none of that shit is being seen anywhere. So now some of that is probably gonna we're gonna find out. But what's harder for me is like I just been fine trying to find out what are going what are the rules going to be. See, it's not like you have a a real clear, comprehensive clearing house for little things like that. So I want to know what other rules going to be, you know, and what's happening. So it's because it's almost here, okay. And so I went and got an article. So it's how to buy pot come January first, and we still have to wait and see the effect of tax because some people are saying it may be tw- may double the price of weed. Okay, let's let's see what's happening. Can you walk into a dispensary on January 1st and buy pot? The short answer is yes, they say. If you're over 21, if the dispensary has a license, it's better to have a card. This is what happened to me in Vegas. You may want to get a card anyway, because let's say the dispensary's license got held up in the mail. They'll still be able to sell medical marijuana, which you could get with a $25 card, which will probably be going down in cost. So but so you have to make sure you find a pot dispensary with a temporary license. And according to what here it says, the state of California says it's on track <laughs> to send out the temporary licenses <clears throat> to dispensaries seeking to sell recreational marijuana. And they're, that they're on track to get those direct, those out even before they go live on the first year. They're on track. I haven't heard anybody got one yet. <laughs> but they're on track. Right. They're on track. And I'm on track. There's some shit I'm on track for. And <laughs> me too. We're on track. I'm on track to make a few million dollars in the television. Yeah, hey, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm on track. I may be on track to get love from a beautiful woman. I haven't seen that, but I'm on track. So, <laughs> everybody's on track. All right. They say they're going to be getting the licenses out early in December and that they become valid on January 1st. Now, but you won't be able to buy pot at the stroke of midnight. That's because they're only allowed to open from 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Okay. Let y'all know. You don't have to have anything. You're supposed to be able to walk in and get some weed. Yeah, I read over all the do's and don'ts of that. That's They got to play it tight for right now, man. They have to. Although it's a lot. Yeah, people need to read over it. <laughs> well, there's do. some cities that are, are making plans to make it easier and some aren't. Right, like Desert Hot Springs has the name been nicknamed Desert Pot Springs, right? Because it has a hearty acceptance of marijuana businesses, right? So they're gonna have a pot friendly spa, all that kind of stuff. Okay, in Desert Hot Springs, Oakland and Desert Oakland too, right? They have made rules ahead of time. Now other cities don't don't do it. San Jose holding back a little bit in San, Sacramento, right? But you know. Now, here's this. A big issue has been, especially in Nevada, where can you smoke? Once you go buy this recreational pot, you can't smoke. You can't smoke pot anywhere you can't smoke a cigarette, first of all. You got that? So you can't smoke pot anywhere you can't smoke a cigarette. You can't smoke in indoor workplaces, 
including bars. You can check with your landlord to see if you can smoke at home. Ooh. Ooh. Can't smoke in your cars. Using the drug in a moving vehicle or having an open bag in the car are both illegal. Right. Okay, but the still <clears throat> issue is coming about as, as marijuana lounges. Right. Where people are planning. Okay. These, these 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 places you can go and enjoy. They have a web they have a web director for that, right? No, not well, not really, not totally, no. So this was a link just from somebody else providing you the. Uh... Oh no, there's we there's a number of sites that I use like marijuana news. You can yeah. search there's a bunch of them. Okay. And usually I look to see which articles are carried on multiples. I can tell you a lot of articles are kind of you know. I know what I I think one of the easiest methods to get across the do's and don'ts is how they do with all these commercials in the insurance industry and places, you know, like health, wellness, and all that. My prediction is trying to figure out who's going to be the first commercial representative. Is it going to be a generic person we don't know? An actor? A singer? A jock? A politician? That's going to advertise smoking marijuana as a come enjoy as opposed who's going to be the first face because somebody's stepping up some are trying but they're not they've Tommy Chong you know they're trying official Snoop Snoop is trying Snoop has already been official see (laughs) I'm just this is what I'm saying so it's a branding issue for some of them right right right. Martha Stewart's even you know known for there's somebody who's going to do it okay is it true that the biopharmaceutical industry reaps tremendous profits from us and makes it have that background music <laughs> like I'm not going to call out any insurance agency and the markup is ridiculous and they make a lot oh, of money and they oh. smooth it out the same is going to happen here it's, it's about smoothing it out to make you feel angelic music in the background there's somebody on the keyboards oh okay I just want to know who's going to be the first one to step up and go you know <laughs> I smoke marijuana not just for the the sake of it, but because. And you should learn more. Go to dot, 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 whatever. Who do you think is going to be first? Will it be a known person? Will it come from the field of acting? Will it come from a politician? Will it come from a jock sports? Will it come from a community activist? It can't come from a jock. (laughs) What you try? You got some people. Their 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 work community is going is making it hard for them. Right. So, who would you like to see it come from? In those a politician. Oh Lord, have mercy. Gloria Feinstein. (laughs) See, hi, I'm dry as shit. I smoke a joint. I become the life of the party. I don't want man. No, no man. No, not a the last thing to do. Not a politician. No. Uh, You don't want to see the. Hell no. Come out Hell no. Hell no. I don't want to see it. Okay. We'll come, I can stand what, to see what, Barack Obama take a more <laughs> liberal view. No, no, no. I, I understand. Marijuana, legalizing marijuana. Name a politician right now that you can't wait and enjoy watching them as they do a commercial for anything. <laughs> Chris Christie. <laughs> no. I want to see him do a commercial for, for, for pie. For both pie and marijuana. So how about this? Chris Christie doing a... Commercial for donuts and weed. When I get the munchies, I eat these donuts. See? I smoke to... <laughs> What, Governor Chris? Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, it's true. A little, a little over the top. Right. Well, I'm can't... just saying. 
Did you ever see that, you know, there'd be, you know, commercials for men and having to wear pads, right? Or to get your penis hard. <laughs> so, so why or not? There'd be Viagra. Right. Viagra's on the side of NASCAR. <laughs> right. That car's running the race right. and you go, Viagra. Right. And, and you've had... Fialis. You had Tony, I can't remember, Baltimore Ravens, the lineman used to be. Oh, t- yeah. He the did. Viragosa. Viragosa. I said... No, so, about using... Yeah. Uh, the pads, the, the pads, right. right. So, do, I feel more convinced that he goes, "Look, I'm doing this because just because I'm this size, because this, I'm this big, it's still we all." Well, incontinence products are a big part, right? They're actually, have to do that at a different show, right? You might be depressed this year. <laughs> That'll make you smoke some weed, everybody. <laughs> smoke some weed. Times are feel better. Something stay the same. You start each morning. Cup of coffee every day. Maybe hit the snooze. Turn on the local news. But nothing good comes from a one sided point of view. Marijuana for dummies. Come for the info. Stay for the reefer. All right, we're coming right back with some sports. When you walked away, it was the saddest day that the world has known. Shattered my heart and left me with pieces of a broken home. Now you say. Sweetest sin 
Smoky Bar, drinking an Imperial Porter Mix, part of the Creative Commons movement, which means you can get it and have it for free, legally, and share it with your friends. Go and get it. Go to dig.ccmixter.org or go to Pack Stereo and read up on the Creative Commons movement and our involvement in it too. Ready for some sports, you guys? Maybe. That's right, Big Rattles News and Sports. Every crew executive of the Morning Club with Mario Show, written and directed by the ball-headed black man, Baker Allen, unique fan base, new sports, rubbers, head, make a wish. The man the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate, hopefully dressed appropriately, sports bras and jock straps. Get ready now, here, We got to edit those claps, man. I got to make the short version. You got to make the short version, man. Okay. It's on my list. All right. I have to admit something. So if you guys think I'm going to rush through this, I got to use the restroom. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm I just going to play gonna, a track. No, no, I'm just good. But, you know. Now going down to the river just, makes me shiver. I wanted to. I was <laughs> trying to figure out how much time I was going. I know the music. I know the interludes. And I was timing it. I said, oh, man, ain't got enough time. Ain't got enough time. So I'm going to go through this. Fairly quickly for those who go like I don't give a damn about sports. So hopefully you'll go real fast. He's motivated and just and get it out the way, right? I have a question. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Let's go, Let's Hey man, hey check it out, man. Um, I was gonna start off, man, because you know this is the weekend for uh, the college football playoff stuff, and you know the first thing's gonna happen. Everybody's gonna be territorial. They're gonna sit back and lock down on. Who didn't get in and the whole thing. But I had to go to something else first because, you know, when you use the word patriot and you go New England, you know, first thing you think about, we do all things the right way. And it just so happens, man, on the same day, the number one and two brand identity outside of the coach on the Patriots happens to be Gronkowski, only followed, of course. Only ahead of him is Tom Brady. So I'm tripping because I didn't know which story, man, to trip off on because I saw the cheap shot. You saw it too, right? So you saw the cheap shot. So for those who don't know about it, I got to read this little piece just to get you in it. And then you can understand. You know, against the Buffalo Bills, which they blew them out, I think, 23-3 or something like that. Gronkowski lost his cool after Bills cornerback Tredavious White picked off a Tom Brady pass that was intended for the tight end. Wright ran ahead with the ball and was tackled down near the sideline. The play's over. But Gronk piled on. And when I say piled on, uh, I would say it was huge. And my only thing was everybody got caught up in arms and said, oh, everybody thinks he's the good old boy, Tom. And I said to myself, I didn't see a problem as much with Rob because 
it just seems like he has to be tough because he was getting a bad shake. Everybody was, you know, he gets hit, he gets mauled over the whole time, and he just comes up. He's not afforded to sit back and get out of control. But, man, when you see when he sits back and spares Tredavious, I say, okay, that's wrong. But I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad because that's not the issue. The issue is Tom Brady was screaming at his coach like somebody had anger management issues. And for me, for me, I said, I'm not knocking it. I'm going, I'd like to see more of that because he looks freaking crazy. He looks like a crazed man. And when I say this, I'm not going to even try to imitate. You know when somebody's talking to you and they're going like this, you're going like this. But you know when they're going 100 miles an hour going like this <laughs> and doing like this. What is the first thing you think, Mario, if a woman was talking to you that way? Would you think? <laughs> Come on, man. I think get out of there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Would you think, whoa. But if she performs well. What do you mean? <laughs> Wait a minute. See, I'm not trying to go there. You've got to compare it to the players. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to compare. And even that invites <laughs> questions. You're right, like right. A player, if, you, if, like a, if the player performs hey, well. Hey, look. I, it's a woman. What are they performing? Wait Their job. They, they, no, no. There we go. If she's performing to expectation, the deliverables is the one uh, woman in all well, things. That depends on what your expectations are. Does she get to give you the anger management, shaking your head, I'm pissed off at you? Well, that's always a, that comes into play these days. Right. More, more pro, and the more, it's a good thing it does. Right, right. So, so as much as I was looking at the Gronk thing, because I see that all the time, let me just say this. Most of the time, they're catching on film. It's the brothers that's doing it. Now, they get a, they get a rap for it. You got to stay under control. Gronk was out of control. I actually said I found that to be human. I'm well, glad I'm glad know, he got out of control, man. I'm not excusing what he did because even though well, everybody's gonna say you are excused. No, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> Right. I don't like the Patriots, and he's the only Patriot I really like. Right. So now. Right. But let me say this. The guy pass interfered to me, pushed him off, got away with it. As so, they always do. So so I just think he lost his temper. Yes, he did. And he didn't punch him. He dived on him. So I'd go like, All right. to me, this, what could have been worse? You could have jumped on him, right. bitch slapped him, right. you know, choked him out underneath right. the helmet. Right. There's a bunch of other stuff you could have done, okay? It's not that. So it's a patriot me, thing. I go like, you know, it was wrong. He lost his temper. I understand what led him to lose his temper. That doesn't right. excuse losing his temper. Right. So, but, you know, and I think that they should have a standard to kind of a punish. What they need is consistency. Well, it's it's okay. They, and they set a standard now. Yeah, it's okay. I think they have set a standard now, Vic, of, of, of uh, suspension. Right. So, if they, so keep to the standard. Now, here's my question. See, I don't have a problem with it because... It kind of reminds me of the Shaq days when he was playing. He says, you get mauled, and if I decide to do something, it's exacerbated. My question is, do you think he'll get a suspension, fine, or both? And if, if he gets off light, is it because it's the Patriot way? I don't think he'll get off light, and I think that they're going to seek to, I think they're going to try very hard be well. First of all, legally, there because of there's players, there's bargaining issues. Right. So for most of these things, believe it or not, they already have the the punishment. There's a, there's a narrow range of flexibility, mm -hmm. but as far as I understand, it is a standard because it's a contract <laughs> issue. 
they're very specific about mm-hmm. at least what can be done. That's correct. So there's only certain things they can be. We don't, we're not privy. And he doesn't have we a history. We might be shocked to find out what the most they can do is like two games. Yeah. And, and, I, and here's the thing. I'm just letting you know. He doesn't have a history. He doesn't have a history. I just find him. I, I really don't know if it's worth a game suspension. Just find him. 30 days. <laughs> that's it. All right. That's it. So that's it. Send I'm happy. Right. And, and uh, let me just say, did you see Tom Brady? You see the video, dude? I heard about it. Go look at it. And then see if you come back that's going the, like he's this. He's worked with that guy for 12 years. That ain't got nothing to do with it, dude. Okay. And I when you go it. see it. Should I look now? <laughs> you don't know. No, okay. no, no. I'm just saying. Come back with your own opinion. I'm going, you can't go like this. He's the number one quarterback. Because you and I both know that, and this is true, whether it's deserving or not. They say, now, let it be just an average, you know, player. And it's well, not a black thing. Everybody team. does. They're going to go like this. It says, that is disrespectful. I mean, the way you see him going at him, dude, you actually think he's the coach belittling well, as I say, an that's assistant the way coach. Life is too, so, so. so I'm just saying, does everybody he get a pass? Everybody talks how bad it is, but it's, not, but it's the way it is. But it is the way it's it is raging, everywhere. It's raging Tom Brady, and I'm just saying. So, hey, that'd be it. Hey, man, I'm going over to the uh, college football playoffs. Not that you have a dog in this race, man. It, it's cool. It, it's all good. Um, I'm just... just Not a little tight there, buddy. Right. <laughs> no, that is for... You guys are not going to see that's the That's right by you. No, that's, no that's, for, that's for anyone that wants to see the bowl lineup. And you have to go... And you know I, how many bowls there are? That, that's right. There's a lot of bowls. Look at all these bowls. Right. And I haven't even gotten to that point yet. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. I know. Don't even that's go there. Like 40 bowls. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's already going ahead. What I'm trying to do Mexico is just get bowl. something out of the way here, which is it, which is, bowl. which is this. And I'm going to go at this. Heart of Dallas Bowl. I'm on the <laughs> West Coast. It's kind of obvious that I'm going to sit back and pull for the Pac-12 or somebody in there. I am not saying that USC deserves to be in there. I'm saying that when you place the argument that they didn't overwhelm anyone and that they actually had a loss here that wasn't that cool, I understand that. But when people start using a formula of strength of schedule that's in this formula, and then the committee comes out and says, well, and others say, well, you shouldn't have picked the schedule to play such tough teams. I said, so the message is this. So if I'm a if I'm an institution and I said we need to go as undefeated as possible, let's go play these wonderful teams, not the tough schedule, because what they're saying is it's used in the formula that USC had the out of the top 10 toughest schedule, strength of schedule, but that that's what worked against them. They says, well, since you guys played that tough schedule and got two losses, it doesn't work for you. I said, oh, so what's the strength of schedule mean then? It, it, so on one hand, it's working for you because it's supposed to consider it. They did this with Wisconsin. Why they were never number one at the as an undefeated team. They kept saying, your strength of schedule was weak. I said, oh, so if that's the case, did they not? Which one is more favorable? Play the easy teams. And then if you don't get the strength of schedule in your favor, you may only lose one or two spots. But if you play tough teams... That's not going to be considered. And if you lose them, that's your fault that you play. You're playing them. And I'm going, that doesn't make any sense to me. And hearing the committee member turn around and use that formula for, say, Alabama to say it was a no brainer with Alabama. If it was a no brainer, then we didn't have to wait for Ohio State to beat Wisconsin. So what was the whole point? 
So the strength of schedule, the strength of the competition, the conference championship had nothing to do with it. Alabama basically got to sit there and go, you just heard your committee members sit back and say, hey, look, it didn't make any difference. It was a no brainer. Hence why I'm saying, can we please open up the expansion of the playoff system really fast? I don't care if there's two teams. I don't care if there's three teams. It's just like professional sports, Mario. Some teams win as a wild card and have a terrible record and win the Super Bowl. Yes, it can happen in the NCAA championship. I don't need to be directed by how many losses. If you got one loss, fine. You got two. Uh, I'm not like that. I don't think like I say the best team playing at the best time. So when they use this argument, I'm going, I feel for you, USC. I'm not sure you guys are supposed to be there. But that weak-ass answer I got was going, well, let's, can we remove the strength of schedule, please? It doesn't count now. You don't supposed to play the toughest teams along the way. It doesn't help your formula. I think the problem is that when people have the issue with, this, with the uh, system is that they don't have any other system usually to, that they can point to that worked. Right. In other words, before this... It's always been that coaches voted, right? Yeah, correct. So individually, coaches always right. cared about strength. That's yes. why it came. The eye test. That's where it all came from. Strength right. of schedule was something that the coaches all talked about themselves. Right. What happened was they had they tried to then go to a computerized system right. or a different system where they can make it mathematical. Right. But they tried to come off a mathematical algorithm right. that would look at Strength of schedule. Right. That's because coaches always yeah. did. Always. Even though they also looked at regional conflicts differently too. That right. was there was a bunch of biases from what yes. I read. Mm. There was, a, and I go like, well, of course. It's first of all, it's human beings. Right. Second, is coaches. Yes. So they tended to have biases sometimes toward their own local people. <clears throat> And sometimes against, like sometimes they yeah, hated right. them so much, right. they would never. So, uh, so the problem is for me, I have no idea what works. Right. I don't know any idea what's. But if your point is to have more choices to go into the playoffs, yeah, that's easy enough to do. Yeah, I'm not- I think I think I think you have to make a decision if you want it to be a coaching. <clears throat> Voting thing, right? Just like the other, some of the other stuff are sports writers, right? Once you do that, it's automatically biased. I, I think so. I agree. So it's you have to decide what you want and just kind of go with that. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit in a different way. It's like watching the NFC versus the AFC as they have their uh, interconference cha- uh, uh, battles. The NFC is overwhelmingly having a lot of performing teams. And that's going to be the one where they say they got to go through the gauntlet. You know, you got to go through Seattle, L.A., Philadelphia, you know, all these other teams that are competing at a such a, a higher level. And I, I said, well, wonder if they're just performing better. It's like the L.A. Chargers. Everybody was dumping them at the beginning of the year in the AFC. And all of a sudden they're threatening to actually win. So when you win and play better, it's better than going my record. Unfortunately, I lost too many games, so I shouldn't be considered. And that whole formula they got well, to me could, is crazy. Is, I can't. I can't even deal with it. I'm willing to let you, the fan, whoever they <clears throat> want as a body, decide what the parameters can be. Right. But then I want it to go into another system. Yeah. After that, because to me, no matter what system you all seem to want, 
I still go like, well, that sounds just like it's as prone to bias as anything. It, it, it was one of those things where they sat there and said, here's this undefeated team. And I said, if the strength of schedule, Wisconsin, had they won, they would still say the strength of schedule wasn't that high. We got boosted up. You're automatically in, in, in the final four. You lose, you're out, period, because your strength of schedule was weak. So they're going, your one loss is different than Alabama. I understand well, that. Well, at least you can give me a mathematical. See, the reason why I prefer that, though, is that you can at least give me a mathematical number right. that relates to your value of their street to schedule. And they do have it. W- without that, we're back in. And, to me, the alternative and, is just coaches voting. Right. And I go like, but that was never even close to logical. I'm, I know. I agree with you. I'm just I'd saying. I'd rather have the machine taking in these well, things and then right. you can debate on how to fine tune the machine. The only thing I'm saying is, because I know this is not perfect. If you use strength of schedule, then you should weight it heavier on the teams that's playing the tougher teams. Because they are playing the tougher teams. Well, that's what the whole thing is. That's that, what that the schedule it. is. Yeah. Even though, like I said, remember what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to do something that may be essentially impossible. And you have to take, to try to have a way to compare nationally right. teams. Right. It's almost impossible. You could do the best job you can mathematically. Right. And that's why I said I'd at least rather have it be that right. than the voting coaches. Look at Right. Or find a way to have both or something. But I, I need the objective. And, again, you can, you can learn to evaluate strength of schedule <laughs> mathematically. Right. At least you can come up with something that's consistent that you can debate about as equality across the system. Notice this. The college system has the same amount of colleges participating in all sports across the board for the most part. And they get in a playoff bracket system. Baseball. <laughs> okay, basketball. Football plays less games. Oh, no, we don't. We don't want that kind of system. Why? Because the weight of the money you get for these bowl games is just too irresistible. So let's go down. You mean the, like the Camping I, World Bowl? This is what I'm saying. Camping, the Camping World Bowl. Is, I, I don't know if I've ever watched. Have you watched the Camping World no, Bowl? No, I got one. The Cure Bowl. I want. Can I get a Cure? I want the Cure Bowl, cure man. Bowl. Oh, okay. Man, but I know what bowl I want to go to. The Bahamas Bowl. Dude. Wonder if they had the South of France ball bowl. Wonder if they had the Monaco <laughs> bowl to do. I'll bag bowl. Right, you could deal with it. What I'll about bag. what about the famous Idaho potato bowl? Does that make you want to? Bowl. Okay, see, so I'm just saying. <laughs> with the toilet bowl. <laughs> Tiny just bowl. Wait a minute, this is the one they got. And my family Tax from from this city, the Birmingham bowl. I'm just letting you know. At so, least some of those you can understand how they try to get some loyalty, but right. I don't know about camping world. Well, Fo- Foster Farms, man. Foster ain't, Farms ain't nothing like chicken. a chicken, man. Right. So I'm just saying, it was my duty to 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 at least say, let me acknowledge the bowls that others are going to be playing in, and I don't know if anybody's going to care about it until they see the matchups. In the meantime, man, I just want to let you guys know that the odds to win, of course, this uh, playoff still favors. Alabama. So I ain't got no hate against Alabama. And then, of course, following is Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia. All right. Tiger teaser. Tiger goes up there, dude. His comeback at the Hero Bowl Challenge. I think that's in the Bahamas. Bust out of 69 on his first round. Everybody's saying, hey, he's back. And so the teaser is the odds on Vegas said, man, we're going to put him at 
15 to 1 odds to win the Masters. Now, in the end, he, his, uh, his rounds, he came in ninth. And so he did shoot nine under. So it's not, it's not a big deal. You know, I'm not saying get happy with it. What I'm saying is, would you say right now, Mario, we want Tiger to win because we're not watching golf really, right? Do you? I don't want him to win. Why I, you don't, don't want him? I don't care. I'm you don't want him to win, man. I'm sort of indifferent. Uh, it would be okay. I had already predicted like he would do. Like most, unfortunately, every athlete has to get older and then face declining skills. And True. I said, as he declined, like most athletes, you'll have those moments of greatness still that'll right. remind you of your old you. Right. But for the most part, you're in decline. Right. Every now and then you get a blip up. Good day, but you're mostly in decline. So you can have Tiger look good if you want. It cannot last. No, I don't expect so, it so to. I do, so I go like, just be <clears throat> what you want for Tiger. I think it, you know, he can ease into the senior. <laughs> Wait a minute. And hey, look, I want to give out a shout to those who are not getting the communication the way they thought. Charles Barkley feeling bad because Tiger's not talking to him. I think when people go uh, into their cave and say, hey, look, I got to start anew and, and, and be refreshed. Would you consider that Charles Barkley is on the other side of media now and it may be a risk for him to talk to him? Or is this just Tiger going, look, I'm a type. When I shut you down, I shut you down. You won't know. Which one do you think is really it? Tiger, a type, Barkley, risk to sit back and get in there because he is now more media than anything else. I think he's trying to focus. I agree. And, you know, I don't know if Charles Barkley is the person to have around when you try to focus. <laughs> just that's what I said. Just keep just that simple. Just right. Consider the source. There you go, man. There you go. I'm just saying, geez, All right. You know. Going to roll to this next one. This is the first time I saw this, man. And I'm telling you right now, when it gets into the NBA, I watched a ref face walk, walk face up to a player. That's, I believe his name is Courtney, to Sean Livingston of the Golden State Warriors. Now, it makes it look like Sean is the one giving the headbutt. But you know how players is. You stand your ground, and then you want to talk, and most players are looking down because they're taller than the refs. If you go watch the video, Sean said something. Now, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to get a suspension or a penalty or whatever. Sean says something. Dude, that ref, go watch his steps. He walks up to him in his face. At that point, I truly believe um, the committees that evaluate the refs and everything are going to turn around and say, you actually walked into his face when they're not supposed to do that. You got got to. And and the way he did it, his name is Courtney Kirkland. I said Courtney head butted Sean because Sean wasn't walking into him. The ref head butted a vet. Hey man, he's he's you know he went gangster. He went gangster, man. And do I have respect for him? Well, if the cameras are not watching, <laughs> I got respect for him. If nobody sees it, I got respect for him. And he gets his point across. But if it's seen, dude, it don't look good. So this is one of the first that I've seen a ref go. I'm gonna back you down. Now, Mario, if you were a ref. Do you need to say, look, I'm going to take a hit on this. Let me back you down. Y'all can't talk to me like this. Would you be one of those or would you be the walk away I never get affected by? I mean, I would try to be the professional because this comes up in other professions too. Right. You know, and healthcare comes up with crazy patients. Yeah. You know, so you have to be able to recognize that they may be disturbed. 
<laughs> what are you trying to say? Who's disturbed? Wait a minute. <laughs> you wait a minute. So the players are disturbed. Okay, you I got you. Player, you, you have to, well, as a professional, you have to take that into account. They have obviously lost right. control. Right. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, here's my, I got a quick question for you. We're going to go over where you could actually see this. I highlighted what I call the Eastern Conference teams that are basically below 500. And you're going to pick who you think, and I'll just count them out for you anyway. Who do you think will actually rise and actually be in the playoffs who's playing sub-500 ball? And in the Eastern Conference, you've got the Knicks who are playing 500, Miami Heat, Orlando, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Chicago Bulls. They're all 500 or below. Um, I always say you look at your conference competition and then you look at uh, your defense. But if you had to go by history, there's three teams I want, want you to consider. Knicks, Miami Heat, Orlando Magic. If you had to pick just from history, who stands the best chance of getting that eighth spot between those three? New York, Miami Heat, Orlando Magic. If you had to pick just from the information available by legacy and history. Well, in other words, New York has been infamous for not making the playoffs. Even Orlando has in more recent. And Miami, of course, won championships. So right now, New York, basically, I think the last time they went to the playoffs, I think Carmelo was on the team. They went against Boston. It's been some time. So if you had to just pick based on what you're seeing now, they're all playing close to 500 ball. Miami Heat is 11 oh, and 12. Just, yeah, yeah, that's what I would have to base it on is what we're seeing now. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, I still like Miami Heat more. I do too. I, and I like and Miami. It makes a difference too. Like you said, the culture, a culture of winning, even yes. though Bleh. New York is improving things. Right. I think. They are. I think they are improving things. I think a bunch of places have. So I'm not, they're certainly not an automatic bad. Right. I agree. But they do have that culture, like you said. Right. If you have a culture of winning, then, you know, you find that that affects your your attitude. And one of the determining factors, we both picked Miami. I look at the road record because in the end, you're going to have to play at least adequate ball on the road. New York is one and six on the road. Orlando's five and nine. Miami is six and six. So obviously, when you are five hundred on the road, that bodes well. So we both feel like Miami is it. Now, if I go over to the Western Conference, I have Oklahoma City Thunder, who still are f- sub five hundred. Clippers, who I just really feel bad. Full, I mean, I literally, I believe they're only started us on the floor because of no injury is DeAndre Jordan. Everybody else is basically replacements. Well, Williams, you can make no, he's a be- he's a bench. He's the bench man. He's not it. Austin, Austin that's why. I keep- and, and you can make the argument. Even I thought about Austin Rivers. I said, Vic, he's a bench. You can define it in certain ways. His performance has been exceptional. Only because it's not making the team win. He's a scorer who yeah, doesn't well, distribute if, the ball. If, but even if he doesn't do that, it still doesn't take away that his performance has been exceptional. He's playing like a starting point guard. He's playing like a starting point guard, but the reason why he's they got Patrick Beverly because they needed a distributor so they can actually have all these other players get the ball. 
He's getting to go, I'm going to score. And it doesn't translate to wins. So, unfortunately, he's a Lou and Austin come off the bench. So, like, But, again, I don't, that doesn't have to be. I'm saying what they've demonstrated clearly as players, that is in moments. Right. What it is what it is. In moments, they've demonstrated superior qualities that led to a win. Right. The fact that you guys don't want to give them credit for that or whatever, that's mm-hmm. another question. But the performance was exceptional. The number of threes he hit was exceptional. So all yeah. of those things were almost were records. I think he right. set a record. So at that point, they just it is they, what it is. Right. They perform and did good. So the fact that the team doesn't win, I don't know. I don't know if I would blame that 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 discredits their performance as it says something. What does it say something for the other aspects of the team? Well, it only means this. you got three teams, and everybody's going to pick Oklahoma and say they're the team that's going to literally be the team that's going to play above 500. you got the Clippers and the Lakers. In the end, between these two teams with injuries accounted for, which team between in the L.A. arena comes out with the better record? It doesn't seem like either one of them are going to get the playoffs. Yeah, even though with the Clippers, I would say for me, even though they talk about it, it doesn't seem to be the guard play that is the critical issue. Right. In other words, even though everybody seems to be focusing on the guard play, I go like, no, that's not what I've seen. I think they have really a lack of performance at forward to me. That's where I see the really true true, true weakness. I said I was worried about the guards, but so far, to me, Lou Williams, oh, Austin Rivers, they stepped up. So yeah. if the other people would step up in a likely fashion, like whoever that <laughs> forward was, whatever, the, the two forwards are doing nothing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's bad. Look, they were already on a losing streak when they were healthy. Something had changed in that whole team when they all were basically healthy. So hopefully maybe they'll find out some talent that has been uh, put on the floor in critical times, and all of a sudden it'll – you know, they'll change the culture and they'll, they'll start winning ways. But it is a high risk, and I, and I agree. I mean, look, when you got injuries across the board, it's just hard. You know, one player is bad. Two is worse. Three is just unbelievable. And then the fourth, you go, okay, that's it. So they really have three people who can score on the floor between the bench and the starters. So they're going to get probably worn down. The Lakers look like they're in a better position, have a better record. That being said, not a problem. Hey, man, how do you feel about the MVP quarterback after seeing Seattle Russell Wilson just go to another level yesterday. I don't know if you watched the game. You know, I did. You know, Vic, this oh, has been man. the weirdest season. Man. This has been the weirdest man. season. <laughs> Whoa. For a bunch of reasons. Not not even just for the times that people have stepped up and done well, but the times they've fallen apart. Man. Can't understand Kansas City. Dude. Can't understand Kansas City, what's going on. And- some of the things, and so some of the other, I can't understand the Rams. <laughs> and the Rams, you know, but because the Rams are so solid in some oh, areas good. that you're going like, well, how did they get that solid talent? You know, all those draft choices. Yeah, so done well, oh, obviously, man. but a, you know, a year ago, that's not what they were saying. So there it goes to show you right. the issue of performance. Right. So we have to see, but it certainly is a year where. It's different than what we wanted. Well, no, excuse me, different than what we thought. And, and in some amazing ways, it's wonderful to see some of the old guards, like to see Drew Brees. Right. Oh, I enjoy it. Up. Yeah, you kind of enjoy it because you go, dang, some of the old 
Shit is really still the good old shit, you right, know. Right. So uh, no, it's been a, it's been but it has been a crazy year. I don't know how to interpret it either. Well, and it, look, the I was getting towards what I would call the odds to win the Super Bowl. And the top teams in that that camp are the top ten teams and three of those teams lost. Atlanta lost to Minnesota and Minnesota's real and that case Keenum, uh, man. Man, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to come back and take his position. He looks good. That team looks good. I do believe that the best defenses in the NFC are between Minnesota and the legion of part-time bone. Because what Seattle did with Philadelphia yesterday with almost all of their legion of boom back defensive backfield out, injured, was to me superb. They came in going, we're about to... We're about to surround Russell Wilson, who actually is really all of our offense. And he was doing things to me, man, that I just go, as an all-around quarterback, if he didn't have legs, he, he'd be where Aaron Rodgers is, where even Aaron has legs. And eventually, when you keep running, you subject yourself to possible injury. This guy. Even though he does, he, he seems he to really is, be pretty smart. Dude, he is. He does the He slides. reads really good. Yeah, yeah he doesn't seem to be making... He's not uh, like. Uh, right. uh, Don't go there. He's out. He ain't playing no more. <laughs> He's going to Robert Griffin the third. He's like going to go. Three. Leave. He knows how to slide. Hey, look, it's amazing. He knows how to slide. It's amazing. So I'm, uh, here's the other thing. I have to admit this also. Carson Wentz is a player. He's a comer. I just think what happened was that Philly, Philadelphia said well, you're about to run into a, a staunch defense, and you're about to. Get a, cha- a challenge. Now, they can still bounce back. It's just one game. But Seattle made its odds improve. Philadelphia will drop. Minnesota will rise. New England will stay on top. It is what it is. I'm just saying right now, for the MVP, because he commands so much percentage of the offense. They're saying he, he accounts for 78 to almost 80% of the offense of Seattle. Dude, that, that's Russell right now for me, man. I can't help it, man, because what I'm seeing, he has to do more with a little bit less. Tom, Tom, they, everybody's in place. Well, <laughs> they, they, you well, know. Okay, so teams gel, people perform better. Right. The offensive line is performing better. Right. And they had a problem with offense and their defense at right. one time. So they all are performing. Man. There's a number of places where they were doing more. Yes. More poorly, and then they yes. sort of solidified. Offensive line, because yeah, they, so. didn't, they didn't put money into him, and now they're working it out. But, hey, he's also a high risk, because if he has to keep scrambling like that, I don't know if that's going to work for the playoffs, but we'll see. In the end, man, the odds are Patriots are favorite, Philadelphia drops, Rams move up, and I feel bad for the Carolina Panthers. I really thought they were going to come in and, and take it to uh, uh, New Orleans Saints, but... Yeah, Breeze lets you know he's for real. That's it, man. I'm out of my new sports, man. Ran long. Monday Night Football, I forgot. <laughs> Dude, I'm out. I'm done. Peter Allen's new sports, unique fan base viewer sports. A recurring segment of the Morning Club with Mario Show. You can see it live here every Monday. Thanks to LTV. That's right. The man, the lady, that have a nickname, Sexual Chocolate. Rub his hand, make a wish. Remember to dress appropriately. Sports provides the job straps. Bring your own foot powder. All about sports. You ready to sweat? Yeah! Yeah! 
back with those hot picks. Dress appropriately, damn it. Hey, you guys, We're taking a pause for the calls here, about to sit back and do what I call a special honoring uh, hot picks. As I evolve with the hot picks and the whole thing, I'm always somewhat looking at achievements uh, and behind the scenes more so than anything else. Sometimes we have fun with it and just rating and ranking uh, a lot of the, um, the pictures. But this is a little bit different and today's is going to be a special one. And this was going to deal with me just giving you a profile on what I call the young trailblazing leaders who are making a mark surrounded by what they call the educational platform and process. And it's really a combination of uh, HBCUs, historically black college universities and other universities are, of course, contributors in this emerging leadership that's heading to China. Uh, the young, diverse American leaders in the innovation economy will meet with 50 of their Chinese counterparts at the inaugural U.S.-China Youth Forum on Entrepreneurship Innovation, sponsored by the U.S. State Department and the All Youth China Federation. So 
this is more or less giving you a background exactly of how these people, young, inspiring, and trailblazing in their own way, and being able to feature them specifically from the historical black college university. I am still researching to get more uh, on others from other backgrounds and ethnicities. I wanted this to be the part one in an ongoing effort. So I do see this changing as it constantly will revolve around the innovation and technology. I believe it's my responsibility to stay on the birth birthplate of what's happening and I should stay close to it and this is my first iteration for it. So we're going to uh, give you the name and I'm going to let you know what this person has done, give you a little background so you get recognition and then hopefully we'll gain a better awareness of those who are not only achieving but overachieving. Mar, you think you're ready for this? This is in your wheelhouse, man. I'm ready. All right, all right. We're going to go with the first uh, person here and I just simply call him Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson, CEO, Sinchep, data startup Sinchep, was named the winner of the second Atlanta startup battle pitch and competition. With this winning pitch, Sinchep's founder and CEO Jeff Nelson explained how the data platform makes the preparation and exploration of data far more intuitive and efficient than previously possible. Nelson's winning pitch focused on the Sinchepi data platform and its ask, see, and act workflow. In an effort to make data conversational, the platform's context-aware natural language interface allows users to ask questions with common English words and phrases. What you see is that picture of him when they announced he won. <laughs> he hit the floor. <laughs> that was it. This was back in April in, in Atlanta. He couldn't believe it. So for him, this this individual who his degree is in uh, computer science, he has a BS, went to Washington University in St. Louis. And if you want to see a close-up pic, just roll down to the next pic or roll up. <laughs> and that's that's my boy Jeff. I just had to go do the picture where he said, "Hey, look, I had to do it." You want to find out more about this? Hey, look, go search specifically. Go look at the LinkedIn profile under his name. You'll get a greater awareness of what he's doing. He's one of the contingent going to China. Love it. That's a celebration. Mario, that's your wheelhouse. You going to follow this brother, man? You going to tweet him? Sounds interesting. <laughs> it's just interesting. Yeah. It, it gets better, man. It gets better. Yeah, I got to follow. All right. Going to the next here because sometimes I can kill words, but this is a tag team that's coming up next. This tag team is Isosa Igodaro and Abidwan Johnson, tag team of Cosign. Cosign is a social shopping mobile and web monetization tool. This team, Cosign, connects you to your favorite brands and retailers in just one app. Cosign is the first app to make products in your photos ready to buy, turning your social media followers into customers and your style into a way to earn cash rewards. Seamlessly, Share your tag photo to your favorite social networking sites like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Your followers can stop, can tap to learn more about what you're wearing and even shop an app directly from your photo. Now that's what I call, I've always said, photos are not just meant to have a caption. They're going to tie this in so that way you actually can stimulate people because of what you select, what you wear. They're doing an excellent job. They're one of the contingents going there. Mar, you gonna tag your photos, man, and see if you can get a rewards program? 
<laughs> okay, he ain't do it. Not at all. And just so you know, the background on here is that Abidawan Johnson Dartmouth College, Bachelor of Arts, Engineering Sciences, man, got to give it, and Temple University for Isosa Igodero, Fox uh, School of Business and Management. Just wanted to give you a profile. I want to congratulate those so far. And we're still going on to the next. This next one is the one I, to me, this young lady, all I say is, new me. New me, Angela Benton. Angela Benton is the founder and CEO of New Me Accelerator, launched in 2011. New Me's mission is to accelerate underrepresented entrepreneurs around the world. New Me has received critical acclaim from the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and Inc. Magazine, among others, for their for the, their, they are doing in, to ensure that technology entrepreneurship is accessible to women and minorities. Angela has been recognized as a change agent and trailblazer by numerous publications and organizations, including... Fast Company, Business Insider, Ebony Magazine, The Root, The Grill, National Urban League, and Black Enterprise Magazine. She is the youngest Hall of Fame inductee of Minority Media and Telecommunications Council and has been honored by Goldman Sachs of the 100 Most Intriguing Entrepreneurs. You impressed, man? I'm impressed. You're impressed? You want to invite her um, over to come in the studio or you think she'd just ignore us? I think she would come. You think she would come? Yeah, okay. Now, I want you to understand, these are people way under the age of 30, okay? Way of, recent grads, some still in school, and they're already heading to China. They're not coming to Southern California. Not coming to Southern California. I tell you, I do. Hey, she's uh, from the Savannah College of Art and Design with MFA Graphic Design. I want to give a shout-out to Angela. Very impressive. All right, we're going to go over to our next one. We've had a taste of this community his name is Brandon Andrews. Brandon Andrews values partnerships and Skill Target. Brandon Andrews is the co-founder of Skill Target, a web application empowering job seekers to get the skills needed to be competitive. Brandon assists brands with corporate social responsibility, corporate communications, and public affairs. With value partnerships, Brandon organizes casting events around the nation focused on bringing more diverse ideas and voices to ABC's hit show, Shark Tank. He is also leading in an effort to support entrepreneurs through developing a network of capital, skill building, and other resources. He has a certificate from National National Security Studies, Air Command and Staff College, United States Air Force. Got to give it up, man. Hey, you know, Mario, um, we got to start networking with some other people, man. <laughs> I just want you to know, man. We got to start networking. You ain't never lying. <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? <laughs> You know where I'm going. Hey, want to give it up to Brandon? Going to take you to the next person here. Going to keep it moving. I got Dominique Carter. She is part and a PhD, National Science Foundation. Dominique is a biomedical scientist, communicator, and strategist working to catalyze global partnerships in science, technology, and innovation, particularly in African and European emerging economies. Dominique Carter joins the National uh, National Science Foundation and 2017-18 Science and Technology Policy Fellow in the Office of International Science and Engineering and the Office of the Director. During her fellowship, Dominique is working to strategically catalyze innovative global partnerships in science, technology, and innovation, particularly amongst developing countries in Central Europe and Africa. 
Dominique was the inaugural Medical Affairs Research Fellow for Exact Sciences Corporation, a molecular diagnostic startup dedicated to the prevention and early detection of cancer. You know, Mario, you, why come you didn't introduce us to some of these people? You in that wheelhouse, man? <laughs> you accompanied company? That's cold. That's a good one. She herself got to give it up to Dominique Medical College of Wisconsin, PhD, her studies, microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics. <laughs> I know, dude. Hey, you're impressed, aren't you? <laughs> See, you can relate. Hey, man, all day. All day. All right, going to take you over to our next, and we only have a couple here, you guys. Look, I always say there's always a player in the game. Let's go to Tariq Tidwell, John C. Smith University Director, STEM Innovation. Tri-Sector operates working across K-12 education, nonprofit, higher education, civic, and entrepreneurial organizations in regional, national, and global environments. Collaborate with internal and external stakeholders to develop and drive innovative programs. Develop strategies that align priorities, processes, and resources to drive organic growth in STEM. Foster external partnerships that increase organizations' absorptive, absorptive capacity and entrepreneurial activity. Launch and manage university innovation, lab, and tech ventures program. He's a product of Fordham University, Graduate School of Business Administration, pre-MBA program. Uh, Mario, I got to go back to school, man. I'm just saying. I want to congratulate him so far. Dude, uh, they're blowing me away with their achievements at such an early age. The deliverables are unbelievable. We're going to get to our last one here, you guys. This one is an an impressive one. I hope I don't kill her name. Olade, Olade, Olade. It's either one of those two. Fatumbi, PhD, postdoctoral fellow at University of Pennsylvania. Her yeah, act, yeah. dude, her, <laughs> yeah, I know, unbelievable, man. Her activities and societies, because she is still in her education. And when you roll down to see below how much, you'll see. She's part of na- National Organization of Black Chemists, Chemical Engineers, Graduate Women in Science, Chemistry and Biology Interface Program, International Society of Computational Biology, National Society of Black Engineers. If you want to get a taste of how she continues her studies. She basically has been at the University of Oregon as an undergraduate return, uh, uh, research intern, Georgia Institute of Technology undergraduate return, research intern, Lincoln University undergraduate student, and, and University of Massachusetts Amherst as a PhD student, and currently a postdoctoral fellow at University of Pennsylvania. Mario, you're you going to tell me which one you're more impressed with, bro. With her. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, See, you're already thinking it, right? You already. Think, I'm thinking about the children. <laughs> See, okay, I have a second. Dude, look, unbelievable. So, what I'm gonna have Mario do is go from the top to the bottom and give me the two just by the, the nature of the the resume that has got just allows you to go. Okay. Well, these it, are very impressive folks yeah. here, man. Man, it's unbelievable you know, what they're very doing. Impressive I, I was, I could not pass up this opportunity. I, I kept running across them, and this is just the beginning. This is the African American, so there's going to be more in other ethnicities. So don't think I'm not going to cover them. So I take it from the You're going to need to give them the narration, though. Okay, no problem. Let's go and take you. Hold. Let me take you from the top here, so I can start you at the top because I know my man up there falling on the floor had me laughing. Going for Jeff Nelson. CEO, 
Sinchepi. I love that name, man. I had to say it better. Got to give it to him. Isosa Igodero Abiduan Johnson Cosign. We take it to the next. It's Angela Benton. New me. Man, she is a deliverer. We go over to the Shark Tank world. Brandon Andrews. Value Partnerships and Skill Target. And then we go to Dominique Carter, Ph.D., National Science Foundation, AAAS Science and Technology Policy Fellow at the NSF. Mm. I know. (laughs) Tariq Tidwell, John C. Smith University, Director, STEM Innovation. Mm. And, of course, we get to Mario's favorite, Olalade Fatumbi, Ph.D., Postdoctoral Fellow at University of Pennsylvania. Who is your top two that's impressed you so far? See, I know where he's going. See, I got to do this to him. Because here's the part that I know has happened. No matter how much you give a resume to a man, you still become, you still a man, aren't you? Okay, they're all impressive resumes. Okay, well, pick two, man. They're, so, they're, they're all, all are, impressive resumes. They all are heading you to know, China. All of them. All of them heading to China. I was very much impressed with Jeff Nelson. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, of course, I think, and, and again, honorable mention. To the you know to the folks here and of course Miss Benton right Brandon Andrews you know just the folks whose name I can pronounce just <laughs> here I'm is my favorite I'll do it Olaladay Ola yes, yes. okay yes for her yes I am I'm impressed very much so she is she's she's doing it and I'm impressed with Angela Benton and, of course, Dominique Carter. They all overwhelming. Congratulations. Those are my hot picks. More to come. Of course, we're keeping it real, Mario. That's the end, man. Let's get out of here. Long show, long day. Yeah. I appreciate it, my bro. Well, thank you for tuning in. Run and cover with Mario. Remember, we've got the full schedule. It is tomorrow, The Quiet Storm, Wednesday, and scripting Marlon Hensley. And, of course, on Friday, we have the Friday Night Agenda. Yep. Be there, be square. Remember what we say? Hell, ain't nobody got my DNA. Absolutely. See it. Cyber Spruce. Cyber Spruce. Cyber First off, I'm not your regular dude. I bust moves like a young MC. Yeah, soda, that would be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. Thanks for the love you gotta play. What can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip hop wasn't designed to expose the black youth, but somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball again. Yeah. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to right the wrongs of my past world. So let me walk this off my list like my name is Earl. Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Les. Do you remember Rap City with Deja and Les? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did. You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did. You know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money's grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA.
shit alone You like my raps, but really I write songs I like to do it like this once in a while To show some versatility and make you all smile It's been a long time coming, I know I feel it too The more I take a break, it's like the more I break through With my time and space, boy funk, I'm on point You bless this microphone every time I annoy The pen, the pad, I face the bad head on Escape inside the music, see my diaries, a song and song Till I write my next verse, then I go again Into the studio, I feel I gotta flow again This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe To be honest, it's more creative tranquility This ain't just music to me, it's like my recipe To be honest, it's more creative tranquility I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid You doing what I did, you know I still got it Why you brag about it? I be on the solo Making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA They say they get me, I don't think they ever got me My name's Kowalski, but they call me Kawasaki I'm a lot of funds, but in real life I'm more like Chachi or Cola I told you, I'm funky like granola Bars, can't you see that I'm a star? Who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast I pass on your gold diggy stash I'd rather make my own money, not advance me loan money I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did, you know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual, I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid, you doing what I did, you know I still got it, why you brag about it? I be on the solo, making my money's grow residual, I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. So there you go. Nobody's got my DNA.